Okay, Hebrews. Can I run through all those names and what they mean? No, you've got the handout. you got to do that kind of work yourself. So maybe I'll do it another time. But the one thing I wanted to point out is, is the list of names uh, from, the, from the tribes, the vision to catch. And, and I haven't thought about this that much, but it's, it's when they break camp. That's how the list of names go. You know, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Reuben, and, and down through the list. But when they leave camp, this is the thing to think about. They're looking at the cloud. And the cloud, in, the, in that cloud is the angel of the Lord. In that cloud of which they are following to go to the next camp. The cloud is leading them. The cloud's Christ. Are you following Christ? And that's what this book is all about. Don't get distracted. Don't think you're going back to Judaism. Stay with Christ, right? And get excited about this fact that that's who we follow. So chapter 12, the question is, because the, the, the person's name here is Asher, and Asher means happy. So the question you need to ask yourself this morning is, are you happy? You need to be happy. Don't let this world get you down. Don't let COVID and the disasters get you down. Get happy, right? This is one of this is one of my favorite. Well, this is my favorite Hebrew chapter because of verse twenty-two, which we'll get to, because it puts you right into the throne room of God. Be happy. You know that song coming out of Jamaica. It's a wonderful song, right? Uh, no, I can't sing it because I mess it up and embarrass myself. Uh, so he's saying, right, verse one, we have such a great a cloud of witnesses. Why? This cloud of witnesses, all these Old Testament people are where? In heaven. All the Christians who have died before us are where? In heaven. They are not sitting in Hades. They are not, you know, in the center of the earth because that's where Hades is. They are in heaven because when Jesus ascended on high, he went through into heaven with his blood. All sins are forgiven. So therefore, he was able to take captivity captive, Ephesians 4, 8. And he was able to take paradise, which was thief on the cross. Today, you'll be with me in paradise down in Hades. But now Paul says, first, second Corinthians chapter uh, 12, verse 1 to 4. I, went, I, I know a man who went into the third heaven. And that third heaven is where God dwells right? There's three heavens. You need to understand three heavens. The, the third one is where God dwells. The first one is earth, and the, the second one is Hades. And Jesus is, well, we're in the kingdom of heavens. It's not the kingdom of heaven singular. It's the kingdom of heaven plurals. Jesus is king over everything, right? And that's of, of which we belong, to the kingdom of the heavens, it's not when you get there, it's right now. And that's what we need to understand. So therefore, fix your eyes on the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now that's kind of interesting because joy is obeying the word of God. The joy set before him. Jesus knew. He, you know, he, he read Isaiah 53. He knew he was going to be rejected. This is one of the reasons you can get happy because he wrote the book 
We've got the entire book. We've got the beginning to the end. We know what the end is going to be. We know what the end result of our lives are going to be. What chapter was that? Um, chapter four, chapter five, whose name? Gad, chapter six, good fortune. If you fall away, bad fortune. But if you remain faithful, good fortune. You're in charge of your own future by staying true to Christ. And that's what we read in the scriptures. The joy set before us. What's, what's the joy? What are we supposed to be doing? What's the work we've got to do? Well, we need to love one another. We need to love our enemies. We need to do be zealous for good deeds. We know what we need to accomplish. And we need to be joyful about it. Right? Despising the shame. Despising because he knew where he was going. He knew his death was going to set us free. So you already know where you're going. You've got eternal life. So why get depressed? Oh, but I'm not going to get my way down here. Well, of course, you're not going to get your way down here. God never promised easy life. We've had easy life the last 50 years. But prior to the last 50 years, there's always been world wars. There's always been nations just in turmoil, mass killings everywhere. It, this is not a nice place. We've had a brief period of time. And, and that brief period of time is not guaranteed to continue. Right? It's a tough life. But, but it doesn't have to be in our minds because in our minds, we know when we die, we're out of here. Consider him who has endured such hostility so that you will not grow weary. Because, because where is he? He's in heaven. So therefore, pick up the discipline. Because he disciplines us. Oh, I had a short definition. Because discipline is a good thing. Discipline is training that develops self-control, character, order, order, orderliness, and efficiency. Treatment that corrects or punishes we always think of discipline as the punishment but think about it as training to give you self-control character makes you efficient yes it does correct and it does um, punish if you step out of line the punishment doesn't come from god the punishment comes when you disobey god's word because he teaches us what to do so we don't suffer the consequences of sinful behaviors he's trying to prevent horrible things happening to us so therefore this is what you need to do give me a break love your enemies pour it out if you're mean to your enemy he's just gonna punch you in the head he's gonna beat you up learn to love him oh but he's abusing me get over it we're gonna be out of here it is for discipline verse 7 that you endure god deals with you as with sons what son is there whom his father does not discipline. But if you are without discipline, now this is serious. If you're without discipline, of which all have become partakers, every Christian has to be, has to have a discipline of God. You have to get underneath the discipline of God. If you don't, then you are illegitimate children and not sons of God. In other words, you've fallen away because you're not listening to your father. You're not listening to the direction of the scriptures. If you listen to the direction of the scriptures, what happens? You're going to heaven, right? 
You can have full confidence. You can be happy. If you're not happy, then what are you doing wrong? All discipline, verse 11, for the moment seems not to be joyful, right? Oh, I got to memorize this. I got I to gotta love my enemy. I got to do this kind of stuff. No, no. It, it seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Wow, my enemy is now my brother in Christ. Wow, I never knew we could have such a relationship, right? The peaceful fruit of righteousness. Ah, but if you hadn't listened to God, and if you hadn't poured your love out on your enemy, you'd, you'd always have this misery because this guy, you know, lives on your street. This guy works with you. But you listen to God. You got under God's discipline. And now it's happy times because you've done what you could. Oh, well, maybe he's still your enemy. It's still happy times because you've done what you could, right? Therefore, strengthen the hands that are weak, the knees that are feeble, and make straight the paths for your feet. Get your act together. Pursue peace with all men and the sanctification without which no one will see the Lord. Ooh, that's kind of tough, the sanctification. Without which? Hmm. That's a Romans chapter 16, which is um, kind of interesting because there's no 16 chapters. No, I want to get Romans chapter 6. How about that? Romans chapter 6, verse 16 says, Do you not know when you present yourselves as someone as slaves for obedience? You are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or of obedience, obedience to God resulting in righteousness. I'm speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented members, your members as slaves to impurity and lawlessness, resulting in further lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, resulting in sanctification. Verse 22, but having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit, resulting in sanctification. And the outcome? Eternal life. Ah, I'm so hung up on eternal life. We don't preach enough of eternal life, which John says, 5, 13, 1 John, you, can, you know you've got eternal life. How do I know? Because I've read the scriptures and I'm obeying the scriptures and I'm putting them into practice. I can know I've got eternal life. I need to have that confidence. If I'm going to win somebody to Christ, if I'm going to win, if I'm going to help if I'm going to plant seed, I better have a positive attitude. I better have confidence in, in, in my own salvation so that I can help others to see that even though things crumble in my life, my, my happiness is not dependent upon this world. I'm happy because I'm in Christ. And they can have this same because we've read the book. We know the ending. Get happy, right? I love 18 to 24, because he says, you haven't come to a mountain that can't be touched blazing. They came to that mountain and they said, Moses, you know, don't you talk to us. Tell God to talk to you. You know, we, we can't handle this, right? They couldn't handle the fear. That, that's not what God's about here in the New Testament, the new covenant, you spiritually enter into the presence of God. 
you've come to Mount Zion, city of living God, heavenly Jerusalem, myriads of angels. Everybody's up there. To the general, to the festal, the joyous assembly, everybody's happy. The church of the firstborn who are, the word enrolled is the same word for Joseph and Mary. They had to go to the census. They had to be for the enrollment. To be enrolled means you have to go there. They had to go to Bethlehem. He had to put his Joseph on that paper. And I was thinking the other day, who's taking the census? Well, definitely the tax man, because that's what the census was all about, right? So Joseph had to go there. So for the church, the firstborn, who are enrolled in heaven. It's not your book written in the book of your name written in the book of life. It's when you die, you enroll in heaven because you're there. So any Christians, you know, boom, they're there. And to God, the judge of all and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. Go back to what? Verse 39 of chapter 11, all of those heroes, right? who were not perfect, but now they are perfect. Why? Because of the blood of Christ and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. Because now you can approach the throne of grace to receive mercy where Jesus is. That's where you've come. Man, get happy. Like, I'm sorry. There is nobody else in this world that can approach the throne of grace that can enter into the throne room other than a child of Christ, a child of God. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father. We can come to the Father. We can go into heaven on a spiritual base. No one comes to the Father except through me, except through Christ. And we have that ability to do it whenever we want collectively on us on, on the first day of the week but we have the ability to do it whatever we want and we can teach and help another person have that same happiness that we've got to get them excited so they, they get out of the darkness and the imprisonment that this world is and get going see to it you do not refuse him who is speaking for if those who did not escape when they refused him who warned on earth, much less will we escape who turn away from him who warns from heaven. Get disciplined. Listen to what Christ has to say. Listen to the scriptures and do. And everything in which you do after you've learned it here, it's a blessing in your life. Yeah, yeah, it, it seems to be drudgery at first. And that's what he says, right? The, uh, all discipline at the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. But give it some time and the peaceful fruit of righteousness comes from it. So listen to him. What a, this is an exciting chapter, right? Therefore, since we... We receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Verse 28, let us show gratitude, gratitude. Ooh, gratitude. Don't forget gratitude. You forgot. Remember all those people that sent you a nice card at the holiday season or gave you a little gift or took the time to raise you called parents, grandparents. Gratitude. Let us show gratitude to God 
by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and in awe. Acceptable service. He's not talking about a worship service, though it needs to be acceptable. Yes, he's talking about a service. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. Living sacrifices my whole life. With reverence, the word reverence is what? Caution. You better make sure you're doing it the way God has called you to do it. Check with him. Go back to the scriptures. Go to him in prayer. And awe, because our God's a consuming fire. Happy. Finish the, finish the book, Rob. Okay, chapter 13. What? Naphtali. What does Naphtali mean? Obtained. Obtained by wrestling. And I was thinking about Israel, Jacob, because Israel means he who wrestles with God. He didn't start getting his act together, really. He didn't make God his God until he actually wrestled with him. It is so important to wrestle with God, with his word. And Jacob wasn't going to what? Give up. He was going to hang on. God, let go. No, I'm not letting go. Because I know what? You're the one. And God had to touch him to make him let go. I'm not sure about all of this, right? I haven't got it down correctly. But I know that if you wrestle with God, you hang on to him because you want the answer of what that scripture is. You, you want to have clarity on what you need to do. It seems that he doesn't get you to let go until he touches you. I'm not saying that it's pain, but maybe you get an answer. Don't let go until you get that answer. Right? You have to wrestle. Wrestle with God for clarity, for understanding, for blessings, for help. And it and what do you have to wrestle with? Well, continue to love the brethren. Don't just become a Christian. Oh, well, kick back, sit down, find a pew, put your name on it, get your own cushion, you know, lock in. No, love. let the brethren, love of the brethren continue for the rest of your life. Show hospitality. Hospitality in itself means love strangers, right? Remember the prisoners, those, and it, he's talking about Christians that have been arrested and, and are being abused. Marriage, in honor, the marriage bed, undefiled, right? Be free from what? Love of money. Being content with what you have. Woo, that is really tough stuff. That's, you know, that's why we give collection. Why? God needs our money? No, not really. The church could use some of it. But hey, you give collection so you don't have that love of money. I got to learn to give that stuff away. I got to I got to learn to give it away and help my neighbors. I got to, you know, and help friends. I, you've got to be free with that. Because if you hang on to it, it's going to eat you. Which is what I was thinking the other day, because I thought, oh, I better get my collection in because I hadn't put my collection in for a bit, right? Like three, four weeks. And it, it, the interesting thing, it was kind of hard to send the collection in. Why? Well, because if you wait three or four weeks, it gets to be bigger. 
then if you give your collection every week, now that's reasonable. But if you let it get too big, like, can you imagine doing your collection once a year? Like, that's a lot of money to, to let go of. But if you do your collection on a weekly basis, that's not so bad. It really, it, you know, it's, it's, it's easier because that love of money, learn to give it away or else it'll control you. Jesus promised, I will never desert you, never forsake you. And because of that, we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. He is my helper. That word helper is not comforter. It is helper. When you're struggling, when you're hurting, you turn to him. He promises that I will never forsake you. He is your helper. Oh, look out, guys. <laughs> you see, the problem with guys Oh, there's nothing. There's no difference between men and women. I beg to differ. Men are independent, totally confident. I can fix it. I can do it myself. Yeah. Go for it. No. We need to learn that Christ is our helper. We need to learn that, yeah, maybe you think you've got this. But maybe you should spend five minutes in prayer before you think you're going to jump into it. And maybe you think you accomplished this. But maybe you need to get back to that thing called gratitude. And maybe it was God that opened that door. Maybe it was God that gave you that wisdom. Maybe it was God that helped open that person's heart. Not you. You're just a conduit. Right? He's the helper. And he's a big helper, you know? Little humility, a little humbleness, right? Remember those who led you, imitate their faith. I love verse eight. Jesus Christ is what? The same yesterday, today, forever. Doesn't change. He doesn't change. The gospel doesn't change. From Genesis to Revelation, the whole book is totally relevant to my personal life and to yours. Verse 15, through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. And what? Do not neglect doing good and sharing. Oh, there's that word again. Sharing. For with such sacrifice, God is pleased. Am I looking for opportunities to share with my neighbors? Am I looking for opportunities to share with friends? Not just put money in the collection plate. Am I looking for opportunities? You will get those opportunities when you learn to wrestle with God. And let me encourage us all to learn to wrestle more with God at the beginning of our day. Mind you, at the end of the day, one of those interesting lessons, and I think it was... Um, 103, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. It was chapter 11 in, in Mark, right? That we learned that Jesus prayed at night and he went the next day and accomplished it. He prayed at night and he figured out what he had to do the next day. Not just get up in the morning and figure out what I had to do. He really focused on what can I accomplish? And maybe it's 
it's important because when you pray at night, because you see where you failed and you see the opportunities that you've missed. And so let's talk about it in the morning. Let's just get our act together and let's get going. Right. Wrestle with God and you will accomplish what he's saying. And this is the hardest stuff to do, right? Because this is outreach. This is, this is talking to people. This is people at work. This is friends, loved ones. But if you hope to accomplish God's will in your life, you got to do some wrestling. You got to do some talking because you by yourself, well, truly you by yourself are totally useless because Jesus says without me, you can do nada, right? Now, the God of peace who brought you up, who brought up from the dead, the great, shepherd of the sheep through blood through the blood of the eternal covenant jesus our lord equip you with every good thing and he will equip you with everything good thing to do his will working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through jesus christ to whom be the glory he's given us every good thing because we have the word of god that's all you need if you've got extra money that you can use to help benefit people then that's 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 great but you've got everything that you need in this incredible communication you've got the holy spirit living within you you've got christ who's your helper you got the father to open doors bear with this word of exhortation i urge you to bear Brethren, with this word of exhortation, for I have written to you briefly. This is a small, this is a simple communication. It's a simple sermon. That's all it is, right? Yeah, they kind of were able to listen to sermons a little bit longer. They they had more focus. I think what our problem today is our, our brains are so full of things and things to do. We're so jammed that we just can't let stuff go kind of that's our burden i guess i don't know got to learn to drop the physical and get into what the spiritual incredible book absolutely incredible and all it is all you memorize is the 13 tribes right judah the object of praise is who it's christ chapter one Issachar, there is a reward. What's the reward? Eternal life. Always stay focused on eternal life. Zebulun says a wish for a habitation. That wish for habitation is right now. You know you've got eternal life because we are in what? The kingdom. We are at rest. And then Reuben, the vision of a son. You got to capture a vision of Christ so that you can approach the throne of grace. Chapter five is Simeon, listen, listen to the word and then put it into practice. Feed on the word. Don't be dull of hearing. Uh, Gad, good fortune, stay faithful. Realize you can fall away. There is work to be done. You have to apply yourself. Levi, be joined to Christ. He is our high priest. Ephraim, doubly fruitful. Not only do we have what? We have this new covenant, but it's written on our hearts. Our sins are forgiven. Manasseh, making to forget. Quit focusing on things in this world. And he was talking about that physical temple, and that's what captured their vision. And he's saying, get focused on 
the throne room of God. Memorize Revelation chapter 4 and 5, Hebrews chapter 11. Get that vision in your mind. Chapter 10, Benjamin, Jesus is the son of the right hand. That's where he is. Chapter 11, there is a judge, Dan. He that judges. And all the people that were successful in the Old Testament believed that there was a God and that there was life after death. And they focused on that and they were able to accomplish what God had called them to do because they knew that one day they would be accountable. One day they would be rewarded and they were. Chapter 12, get happy. God wants you to be happy. I'm sorry, what did Jesus say? I came to give them life, which is eternal and abundant. I want to give you as much as I possibly can. And I have. You just need to come and get it, right? You just need to get into the, get happy and learn to wrestle. Wrestle with God and you'll be a better person. You'll be a better Christian for it, is what the word is. We are following Christ. And here is one incredible book. Do not lose sight of it. Don't memorize all the names. Put the names at the type. Put the names of what they mean at the top of each chapter. Go back to this book on a regular basis because this book is just full of what? Excitement. And it gives me great strength to get through the day because you just need to come back here. Read the book. We know the outcome. The outcome is eternal life. Suffering, Christ went through an awful lot of suffering for us. Are we going through an awful lot of suffering for others? Good question. Only you can answer it. Thanks for being here this morning.